There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France, which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray, and I talk about everything that's going on in this AEW main event picture. We're getting Moxley and Punk on Wednesday. What are we getting at All Out? And are we going to see Hangman Page after the comments from Punk this past Wednesday? Also, coming off the heels of the Edge A&E bio, Gangrel joins us right now on the Busted Open Podcast. There's CM Punk addressing Moxley, a match that we think we're going to see at All Out in Chicago. You know, the fans are happy to see CM Punk. They're happy to see this match that they think they're going to see at the pay-per-view. He brings up, first of all, where are we? And they were in West Virginia, and 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 Hangman Page is from Virginia, which and, and he says it, I know of somebody who lives around this area, which is Hangman Page. And he mentions Hangman Page. And then the entire crowd, because back to your point, Bully, Hangman Page is over... With the AEW faithful. How do you know? Listen to that crowd from that what we just played. You had about 10,000 fans chanting cowboy shit. And then Punk says, hey, you want your rematch? You got it right now. So, Mark, the faithful that are in attendance are thinking, oh shit, we're going to see Hangman Page. Now they're excited to see their homegrown hero, Hangman Page, on TV. But you didn't get it. So those chants of cowboy shit then turn to booze. And then Punk makes the comment. To where even the commentators are speculating, is he even cleared? Is he even here? Man, that is that is a low blow without having... Hangman Page being able to respond to that on Wednesday. It's, it's low. And I would have liked to seen Hangman Page come out and have to be removed just so he can say, no, I came out. The security pulled me away from kicking your ass. But 
that's in hindsight, I guess if you don't if you don't know that's going to happen, then you know you can't get you can't prepare for something that you don't know what's going to happen. But Mark, what would you call me if I called somebody out, embarrassed them, called them out when I know that they're not able to respond to the things that I'm saying? A chicken shit. And I think fans are now saying that about CM Punk. This is going to be very interesting to see how the crowd reacts on Wednesday and then how the crowd reacts in Chicago in two weeks for All Out. Punk's got a safety net on Wednesday. He's got Chicago. And I understand what Mark... I don't know if Mark said this before we went on the show live today or if he actually said it on the show Mark was able to turn people in Texas. A true pro can do anything that they want because a true pro works the people, does not let the people allow uh, them to work him or her. We are the master puppeteers, not them. But Punk has that built-in safety net. And if Punk is going into business for himself by making the comment about Hangman Page being a coward, you're catching somebody totally off guard. So if that was me, and I would venture to say, and I'm not speaking for Mark, but if you hear somebody in the ring going into business for themselves when it comes to you and making you look really, really bad, I'm probably going to go into business to myself also and go to the ring. Just like Mark said, at least come through the tunnel. That's all Paige would have had to have done, come out through the tunnel, put his hands in the air and go, I'm here. Now he at least answered the challenge. But by not coming out, and it's not Paige's fault, let me reiterate, it is not Paige's fault for not going out there because he's probably being taken off guard in the back. But I'll be damned if that when Punk came back through that curtain, if I wasn't the first one waiting on the other side to welcome him and greet him so we could have a nice, polite, gentle, wouldn't be welcome conversation. Oh, I was taking the high road. I know exactly what you mean though. If Mark, let's, let's take, let's take something like based in reality. Um, if I would have made comments in the ring about your first WWE contract that you signed, and you've talked about it before, and you've talked about the jealousy of the boys about your contract. So we're not talking about anything here that hasn't been brought up a million million times. And speaking of a million, yeah. (laughs) So if I would go out there and I started talking about your contract, unbeknownst to you, and I started making you look like shit, where you could not come out there and respond what would happen when I came back through the curtain? I'd be standing there. Exactly. Like, we're going to handle this right here, or you're going to walk your ass back to the ring, and we're going to talk with me standing there. Because this got is where I need our to inform business... you about. I'm sorry, say that again? I will tell you, like, let's go back to the ring, because there's some things that I need to inform you about. Right. One, I'll tell you about the contract. And then I'm going to tell you about the consequences for talking shit about me without me being there. You can't, the the, the main point, Dave, and for our fans, listen, if you're going to go into business for yourself or you're going to go down a road like that, 
the other guy has to know about it because now you're creating an environment that's not comfortable. But the worst thing is you are creating a perception that your homegrown baby face is actually a coward and will not answer the call. Not a good perception thing. So listen, on, Di- on this Wednesday on Dynamite, I honestly think that Hangman has to repay, re- respond in some way, shape, or form within the context of storyline. Because okay, let me throw this back at you guys. If Hangman doesn't respond or go on social media, respond or respond in some way, how are we supposed to view Hangman Page? I it's it's a great question. By the way, just to clarify something, Bully, uh, Dynamite is in Ohio on Wednesday, so that's the home of John Moxley. So I'd have to think that at least the crowd on Wednesday night, home state. May, yeah, home state. I mean, he's we're, from we're Cincinnati. We're in Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, but it's Not Ohio, Cincinnati. home state. Yes, I'm sorry, home state. So I'd have to think that that crowd on Wednesday will be behind, will be behind Moxley. So I, I think that would be pro-Moxley and maybe anti-Punk, especially with what's been happening since last Wednesday. So that might be the time, Bully, for Hangman Page to come out. I'll say this. Hangman, I have to either see Hangman Page on Wednesday at All Out or immediately after All Out. Because if I don't see Hangman Page before then, I am going to start questioning Hangman Page based on what top star babyface CM Punk had to say in the ring on TV on Wednesday last week. To me, it's Wednesday. You, you know, I'm surprised with social media that Hangman hasn't already said something. I know Hangman has gone on social media before to, I don't want to say take shots at or maybe maybe respond to people who have said things. I don't know if he's actually mentioned people by name, but I'm surprised Hangman hasn't done that already about Punk, but. Um, as a fan, I want to see him respond as quickly as possible. Uh, even if, if even if it's to come out to the ring and just stand in front of CM Punk and say, "Now what?" Yeah, I like that. I like right that. In the, right in the middle of Moxley's shit. There you go. Right, right in the middle. If let's say Moxley and Punk are face to face, right, and they're going at it again with a war of words. Hangman just comes out. No music. No music. No music. Walks down the ring. Basically interrupts Moxley's promo, as if Moxley wasn't even standing there. Gets in Punk's face and just looks at him and goes, "Now what?" I want Sanji. I want Dean, I want Dustin, I want Billy, myself, Tony, everybody out coming going, no, 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 come on, man. Like, let 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 this play out. You just threw out a name that makes this very real, Mark. If, if let's take correct, Tony's. 
If you take my idea and your idea and you bring them together, okay? And he just says, now what? And then all of a sudden, here comes everybody. But then here comes Tony. Now you have a degree of, whoa, because I don't think we've ever seen Tony before in the midst of a, of a, of a storyline. No. You see him, and now you're going to yourself, well, this is very real. And now both guys have to back it down because, well, this is the boss. This is the guy that signs the checks. So we need to put our, you know, egos, you know, in check for a moment. So, and, and I'm sure, listen, all of these guys that we're talking about, whether it's, let's give props where props are due. Punk, Moxie, um, uh, Hangman, very creative guys. Hopefully they can take this perceived negative and turn it into a realistic positive. Well, pretty damn real now. Well, and we're and you know we're not the only ones talking about this. Everybody is talking about this. Here's the other thing too: we're getting Moxley and Punk in two days on Dynamite on Wednesday night. We still don't have a main event for All Out that's less than two weeks away in Chicago. Whatever happens on Wednesday is going to lead us to All Out in Chicago. Hey everyone, I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Sawdust Podcast Network. Throughout the week, we're providing you with a vast array of betting and fantasy insight, advice, and analysis. Check out our library of podcasts, including Fade the Noise with me and the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. Fantasy Fast Track with me and Brandon Fun Buns Funston. Annie Up with Howard Bender and Adam Ronis. And Sticks and Stacks with Sean Drotar. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Coming off the heels of what we saw last night with the Edge documentary on A and E, and somebody who's been a major part of his career, obviously a great career himself here in the world of pro wrestling. Gangrel joins us right here on Bust Open, sir. How are you this morning? And thanks for the time. And I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hope everybody's having a beautiful morning. We are, brother. Thanks for coming on. Hey, what's up, Malik? How are you, my man? Hey, no, bro. I just love the fact that Mark is just digging that entrance theme. I could tell it was getting, getting, getting Mark pumped up this morning. Man, I, I, I can't think of who right. didn't. <laughs> Dave, uh, one of the first questions I, I wanted to ask you, um, when it came to the brood and when it came to 
teaming with Edge and Christian and getting around them for the first time. You know, the perception, at least, that I got back in the day was the brood was about you and Edge and Christian were kind of like the backup performers or the backup singers in your act. Mm. Was it supposed to be about you? Was it supposed to be about all three of you? And when did you realize that Edge was going to be the breakout performer? Well, at first, when I came in, they, they didn't know what to do with Edge. They, uh, I don't know. Uh, I heard rumors they were going to have him read, like, poetry, like Heidenreich. You know how I, you know, do, reading poems or calling him Riot. They just didn't really know what to do with him. And then um, when I got hired, I don't think they knew what to do with me. And then Vince Russo, I think it clicked, let's do this vampire thing. But so came in, so I actually started feuding Edge. We had a, a little feud, which was unexplained. But as, as the brood developed, and, and my part was, um, it was always about Edge. Not, not, not the brood itself, but everything was built around Edge. They came to me and said, listen, uh, we want you to help. I had been around older guys, being with Luna all those years, travel Malaysia. In that short of time, I had already traveled with a lot of the older, original, like, WWF guys to different parts of the world and stuff. So I knew a lot of everybody had a bit of a relationship. So they told me that um, my main deal was to help blend him in, that he was the future, and they knew that he was the future. You know, they were going to strap a rocket to him, and, and, and the rest is going to be history. But I needed to uh, look out for him and blend him in. So I think they came up with the, the brood. I, I wanted the brood thing because I was a big Freebirds fan. So um, I thought it could be a group of really cool dudes going around. It didn't matter if you win or lost as long as you're as cool as hell and, you know, doing your thing. But uh, I think the brood may have been – uh, centered around me. I was supposed to look out for Edge, but I think Edge's charisma and then his chemistry with Christian kind of took over. And then my lack of, uh, my lack of, uh, I, I was in my head at the time, I blew big opportunities because uh, I, was, I was dealing with a lot of uh, personal dramas and relationships with Luna and other things like that. And I didn't really have my eye on the prize and have that focus. So I was just kind of there doing a thing. So I dropped the ball on myself and that might've been part of it, but they were always focused on edge, but edge and Christian's chemistry when they came together in the brood was just like the fire you see around the ring. You, you know, you had to get a extinguisher on it. It was just, it was just so awesome. And everything was so, uh, it was like a perfect storm when it all came together too. I don't, the brood wasn't supposed to last, you know, and it only lasted eight months. If you think about it, it wasn't a very long run, the brood, but, um, uh, I don't think it was ever supposed to get over. I think it was just a shuttle to get Edge through. Uh, a lot of people say no. I, I think even Vince Russo says no, but I know what I was told. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. What was it like working with it? Because Edge and Christian were so close and best friends, lifelong friends. What was it like teaming up with them, like from the inside, knowing that how close that they were? Well, I, I guess I didn't really digest how close they were till later on i would travel with them I, like i said i was going through a lot of issues in my head but edge edge is an amazing human being I, I i couldn't say enough nice things on this planet that uh in, in my life and breath could i spit out to to describe to you what an amazing uh gentleman and, and a kind individual that is i love him with um, all my heart and i'm super super proud edging on the other uh, 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 christian on the other hand, we could go back and forth with his dry sense of personality and, and stuff like that. I, I did not get along with him, but I felt like I had a better relationship with Edge. And uh, and I traveled with him a little bit here and there, but I think my lifestyle was a bit more different than where their lifestyle was at the time. They were kind of clean-cut Canadians, and 
I was walking a little bit on the dark side. And uh, so I, I didn't travel with them as much. And then as I, I seen their chemistry in the ring as they were tagging, it would be kind of weird sometimes, I have to admit it, because, uh, you know, sometimes I would tag with Edge. And then Christian would tag. And, and I, I'd be sitting out there going, oh, man, they're doing, like, way cooler, like, tag team moves. They have so much, <laughs> so much better chemistry. I felt like the odd man out. But, but at the same time, uh, I understood what I was there for, and, and I was just grateful for being there. And Edge was such an amazing human being. I, I was just happy. It's just as happy for him than anything in the way it was going. And he did it with such class. It wasn't like he was a, uh, a nasty person climbing his way to the top or anything. I mean, you got to break a few eggs to get there. But if he, if he scrambled any eggs, it was, it was with total class. I Christian, an asshole without calling him an asshole. <laughs> it's just so, you're so awesome. Because he's an asshole. <laughs> Jay is always, you know, Jay was, was he, he heard all the Owen Hart stories and uh-huh. he, he kind of, he started doing all the pranks and practice joking. He got that dry sense of humor where, you know, he'll just, he'll try to pop himself at your expense. <laughs> like he's 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 a pill man. Like I love him to death, and and but Bully and I and anybody that'll listen, especially Brian Danielson, we like, hey guys, we've been telling y'all for years that he's really a heel. <laughs> he's, really, he's really a heel, and you now know, he's breaking out real, real Jay right now. <laughs> yeah, and the the real him is out there. Um, that's him. I, yeah, that's you him. mentioned Luna. And you know, like your your career uh, and traveling uh, along with Luna, um, what was what was one of the things that was? Uh, everybody goes into the dark side of the negative side <laughs> of it, but like let let's talk about the good, man. Like, what was the good that you felt traveling with Luna? Uh, just her pure love for the wrestling industry, and and just. Um, just her love. A lot of people would think that she wasn't for her coworker. She wanted to see women's wrestling succeed. She she truly did with all her heart, and she wanted to be the best that she could be and, and give everything to the industry. And um, I, I've said it many a times. You know, she's something that should never have been caged. You know, you should just admire her beauty from the far and let her do what she's got to do. Uh, if you try to cage her, pin her up, then, then you're gonna see what like what a caged animal would would do. She's just such a free spirit, and um, she's an amazing individual. She changed a lot of things for me in wrestling, I, and, and the reason I'm even probably still able to last this long on the level I am or wherever I'm floating on that bracket, somewhere bottom, middle, uh, but able to survive and still doing what I do and love for a living is she taught me the difference that, that there was no uh, – that, that she got rid of the gray area for me. I saw it for either black or white, you know what I mean? It was either business or it was bullshit, you know, and um, and and – Taught me, you know, uh, eventually, you know, I, I learned the predators from the prey and stuff like that. But again, I was in just, I was just in a mode where I sat back. I could have used all that. if I could have just filtered it out and got my shit together. And uh, if I had the knowledge now and, and, and the uh, discipline I have now and, and the drive I have now, unfortunately, at 53, if I would have had it back at 29 and 30, uh, when the brew thing was going on, I think it would have been a lot different path. But um, she was an amazing individual, so she she basically showed me the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I saw the caged animal. Remember when she hit, <laughs> remember when she punched me? <laughs> you might not remember because you got knocked out in the match. Oh yeah, people! I just saw that. I was a black phantom then. Yeah, yeah. 
And I, I sweated the legs, and you hit your face on the ground, and I came through the yeah. curtain, and she punched me right in the mouth. Move out of my repertoire. It's supposed to be a missed drop drop kick from the top rope, a missed drop kick, and uh, that's yeah. the last time I hit that drop kick off the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, uh, um, you were talking about Edge a little earlier and on his way to the top, you know, he probably had to break a couple eggs to get there. Last week, one of the topics we talked about on our Masterclass podcast was the art of politicking in the wrestling business. Uh, during your time with The Brood, with Edge, with Christian, did you feel you ever had to politic for the act or did you witness Edge politicking for the act at any time? Well, they were all, they were all for Edge. Whoever was in the office, I, I I know I dealt with Terry Taylor a lot, and he was like super super pro Edge, and he was telling me the office was. Um, I politics for the Brood. I wanted the Brood to be together. Uh, edge 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 politic to keep the Brood together. He was doing that politic and to keep it together. He thought it could go a little bit longer, but um, as it, anything in life, and I and I, I've spoken to him about this before, and I, I he goes to cons, and I said, "What is the first thing people mention to you?" He goes, "The Brood." They always bring the brood up. I go, you know, that was only eight months. If we would have stayed together any more than eight months, you might have only been part of the brood when, you know, you're meant to be a superstar. So, because uh, he was upset that the brood broke up and he wanted it to go longer, um, from my understanding, and that's what I interpreted. And I know he's doing a lot of politics and to keep it together and stuff like that. He thought it was a really cool, special thing, and which it was. But if it would have went any longer, it probably would have consumed both their careers and made it very uh, much, much harder for them to break out. I'm sure at some point wow. they, they can't. It would have made it so much. Wow, harder. what a great acknowledge! I mean, that's that's a, a great analysis of. I, I didn't know that. I always loved the what you learn new. I didn't know that the brood only lasted for eight months. Yeah, it was it only seems, about eight it months. Seemed like somewhere. so much longer. It did, and it, 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 it was it was a blessed time. It was a perfect storm. It was great. I enjoyed it. And, and uh, I'm still carrying it, what, 24, 25 years later? I'm still coming out, rocking the music, spraying the blood, and still doing it, man, every well, weekend somewhere. You know. That's what I wanted to, to say to you because it is kind of amazing that it's only was around for eight months because I still see it now. You do a lot of autograph signings, memorabilia signing, conventions, you know, and everybody has stories. So many great memories attached to that that – all these years later, people still want to take a picture with you, get an autograph with you, uh, share a story with you for something that was just around for eight months. I mean, listen, I've had marriages that lasted that long, and all there is is nightmares. Like, you know, is, do you find it crazy that something that was together for such a short time has so many lasting memories attached to it? Well, I'm going to contribute this to Adam and, and him being a class act. He always tries to... Uh, insert the old the old past with the new where he's going with stuff bringing back stuff so that summer slam and everything he fought for all that to, to get it was supposed to be a bloodbath but all they could call it was a brood bath they made the blood black doing the entrance with the fire so every time that he does something amazing and he goes out on the limb and pushes things to a new level and brings back the old you know the only thing old is what's the only thing new is what's been forgotten right so and he keeps bringing that back it just keeps giving me uh, long longevity, long longevity, and then with the, all the access to the internet and the, and the peacocks or whatever they're watching the wrestling on, uh, that they can go bad stuff. They're going like their, their parents are probably going, "Oh, you should have seen the brood." You know, this is a really cool thing. So, the younger generation goes back, and then they see that. I'll go when I'm over in the UK or different places. It'll be like nine. You know, the parents come up, "Oh, you're my daughter's biggest fan," and I'm I'm looking for like a 
40 year old lady you know i'm thinking how's he my daughter that old or his wife or whatever but it'll be a little girl because they're watching on the networks and they're like and then vampires are always going to be cool and that's when i pushed that's what i was pushing about the brood i was trying to tell them that vampires are never going to go away man they've always been either a monster or, or or everybody secretly wanted to be a vampire because they kick ass and cool i mean they had a little bit of a dark side they had to live on other people's blood near the undead, but they were still pretty damn cool. So, like, Dave, do you, you realize that didn't exist before the <laughs> brood. There was, there were no vampire shows on TV other than, you know, every now and then the Bram Stoker's Dracula would come yeah. out or, you know, like it, the it, some vampire what, movie. Time is the brood. And, and we actually stole it from there. It was the bloodbath we stole. It was Wesley Snipes' blade. Like, so about the time that I came out as Gangrel, Blade, I think, I don't know if it started before or right after the debut. It started around that same time. And then when we did the Brood thing, I had, was watching Blade, and, and I, Adam watched it, and we both seen that bloodbath scene where it, it, they were in a, like a, a meat house, and they were like at a rave and a party, and then the, the lights went crazy or whatever. Silence came on, and it, the DJ, a sign went up and said, bloodbath, and blood came from the ceilings that soaked everybody, and the vampires went on a feeding frenzy. Uh, so that, that the blood the bloodbath stuff with the brood came directly out of the blade. <laughs> and the name of the song that was playing at that rave when they did the bloodbath was "Blood Is Pumping" by Voodoo and Serrano. <laughs> wow, there you go. Look Good at call, you. Bully. Look at the big brain on Bully. <laughs> yep, there you go. There you go. Uh, you know, Bully's into some dark stuff anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we deal with a vampire here on the show every day, Dave. It's LaGreca. He sucks the blood out of us every single morning. I, I saw him not too long ago on the MLW show, and I was like, man, is that Dave? I wasn't sure because I don't think I ever met him in person. So I stayed away from him because he did have a very vampiric look about him. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, got, he doesn't get any sun. <laughs> well, some people do say I'd suck, so you probably got that It was hot sauce. Right. It was hot <laughs> sauce dripping off him. It wasn't blood. And I would say... Dave, did you get a chance, uh, Gangrel, did you see the documentary last night? No, I've, I've only seen, I, I saw most of it. I saw most of it. Well, I, I one, of the, one of the things we were discussing this morning is, is that they stayed away from the part of Edge's career with the rated R superstar. Do you have an opinion on why they may have stayed away from that? Uh, did they stay away from I mean, they showed him in the gear, right? I got up to the point where... Uh, I got up right to the point where he would have been the rated R superstar after the John Cena, right? Around that time. Yeah, they stayed yeah. away from it completely. We were talking about it this morning. Didn't know if you had a take on it or not. No, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why they would stay away from it. They're PG-14 now, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean. That was, I, that but... was Dave's point. That's what Dave said. <laughs> no, but... So you just validated you just validated Dave to bully. <laughs> Thank you, Gagrell. Oh, but fellow you know vampires. What? I don't know. <laughs> but, you know. But you know what? You make a good point as you're talking. It, it, it is interesting. You know, you have a two-hour documentary. And obviously, you've got to start with the childhood and then the struggles mm -hmm. on the indie scene before getting that call with the WWE. You know, Edge has done so many different characters. He's had so many great matches and moments. It is really difficult to f kind of p condense that all into a two-hour documentary, believe it or not. A hundred percent. A hundred percent is hard to condense some uh, 30-year career uh, and covering his childhood and, and, it, and his travels yep. and, it, you know, journey up to that. 
put it in two hours with with commercials and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's tough. So I imagine they had to pick and choose what they cut out. Maybe it was just different wording, or maybe they thought the the Cena stuff. You know, the, the brood thing. I, I saw that part. They didn't really cover that much. But it was only eight months, but it was just a glimpse too. Um, you know, they just probably had to pick and choose what they thought was best, and then then it was probably cleared by higher power somewhere. You know, nothing nothing's ever. Uh, just push through without without it being cleared by you know uh, the upper echelon. So uh, it's just hard to say. Probably only fit so much in there, and that's what they thought was best. You you got to be around Edge and Christian with the Brood for eight months, like you said. You've seen their careers. Uh, both of them have had amazing careers uh, together. Amazing careers on their own. Adam, m- more success than Jay. Why do you think that was? Uh, man, his personality is, is maybe is, well, they, they knew that they wanted him right away. You know, he's taller, uh, better, you know, bigger frame on him. Uh, uh, size was better. Uh, more, uh, he's great on the microphone. He has a certain smile that you just can't imitate. You know, it's a, it's just a, it's just that it look. He has an it look. He had it all the way back to the Sexton Hardcastle days, you know, with the hair, he still did the same hair flop and had that kind of shoulder, you know, that graspy uh, grappler like move towards you. Um, I think he's just got the it factor and, uh, and he's got such a, a aura, such energy. His energy is just, his energy is amazing. So I'm a big, it, it may sound weird, but I believe put a lot of positive out there. Positive will come back to you. And he, he's a very yeah. positive guy. We've all made mistakes and gone down uh, wrong paths and stuff like that. But like, I think he acknowledges all his wrong paths and, and, and anything that might've been. And, and overall, in general, he's just like a super, super positive guy. I remember when uh, I uh, I broke I broke my neck and I was out for a year. And then I, sh- I showed up at a TV in Tampa, and because uh, I was living in the air, I showed up at the TV and they go, "Oh, we don't need you here." I go, "Yeah, I just wanted to get back to wrestling. I haven't heard from anybody. They didn't call me." And then uh, I think it was Johnny. A. Somebody said, "We didn't even know you were still under contract." <laughs> and like, wow. so I, I was like, I was baffled by it, and I, I just kind of left and went home. And before I got home, uh, I got home and there was like 10 uh, messages on my answer machine. It was Adam going, bro, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. And, and when I called him, like, what, what, what's the problem? He goes, bro, they want me to do your finish tonight. They want, want me to do the Impaler DDT. And they said, if I didn't do it, they were just going to give it to some other guy or something. So I thought he, he was so upset about it. But, but you know how the office and other things work like that. But he would still, even though, you know, potentially they're having him do a, a dickhead thing. He would feel so bad about it. He would call you a hundred times up front and still ask you. It was okay to do it. You know? So um, he, he, he but- is that way. He, he's very, very protective and, uh, of the people around him. Uh, like, I, I don't know if I know a more sensitive guy than Edge was. He was very conscious and, um, and sensitive to everybody else around him. Yeah, they, they, you know, they also stayed away, you know, they, they touched on the hardships of his life, but they didn't say, uh, and, you know, and it might be, it might be out of place talking about it. Maybe he didn't want it out there, but, you know, there was times that he was actually living in the car with his mom, you know, and uh, wow. he would tell me, he'd tell me that the only way they would make it through is that uh, America would come on a horse with no name and they'd sing that to each other. And uh, every once in a while, I'll hear that song and I'll, I'll send him a clip and he goes, David, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> from somewhere because uh, he's just he had i think his relationship with his mom coming up that way 
and a bond and, and chasing a dream and that dream coming true. He's just not a person that's going to crap all over it. He's just going to, he's going to do positive and do good by it, man. And, and keep the circle tight, be good with his friends and just put positive shit out there. <laughs> that's, that's awesome to hear. But talk about what you're doing right now. What am I doing? Uh, Monday through Thursdays, I run a wrestling school, Coastal Championship Wrestling down in Florida. So I'm in a ring Monday through Thursday, uh, working with the next generation of stars, hopefully. Uh, and Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, uh, I'm on the ring. I hit the road this Wednesday out to California for a four-day loop. So uh, get back on time. Still grinding. So four days a week training. Yeah, the young bloods. And um, and then the weekends, I'm still out there, a weekend warrior, and just hitting the, hitting the town, still wrestling, still doing things, working here and there for MLW a little bit off and on. and um, But mostly independent stuff and still doing international stuff. Very blessed. Very grateful to be able to put my boots on and still go out there and do what I do. Hey, man, Good thank you, man. you for having your students come up and introduce themselves to me. Because well, they, they, should. they come up <laughs> and, and you, you teach them just like Bully does. To be respectful and the people that are uh, that are in there that lobby for people, you, you might want to let them know your name. And uh, without fail, people will come up to me and go, hey, Mr. Henry, um, uh, I'm, I'm one of David Heath's students. And uh, he told me to tell you hi. And I would be like, who, what, who are you working today? Are you working anybody? Have they talked to you about doing stuff? And then I, I try my best to politic to get them a dark match or something. So keep doing that because I, I know that when they come to me and they're your student or bully student, that they're, I know what their work is going to be like because of who their coach is. Well, thank you for caring so much, too. And thank you for, uh, for all of you for continually uh, carrying this industry and, and and wrestling on throughout the, these different shows and stuff like that. And you out there in the field, both of you out there in the field doing your thing still, everybody. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you for being so kind and listening to the students and, and trying to help them. Thank you. for Appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Don't be a stranger. We'd love to have, have you back on again as well. Yeah, no worries. Anytime. You got my number. Just reach out. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Guy Thanks, Grell, brother. Appreciate us. you. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation Channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.